Man, my holiday bills are almost as hard to get rid of as my in-laws. I guess my budget will be my New Year's resolution again. Hi there, friendly S&T banker here. The aftermath of the holidays can be tough. Have you thought about using the equity in your home to consolidate your debt? I can do that? Yep. Home equities are one of the lowest cost financing options. At S&T Bank, we can help you so you can have a financial fresh start. Stop by a branch or visit stbank.com to learn more. S&T Bank. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Euler and Moats are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. What's going on, Steelers Nation? You know what time it is. It's probably not noon when you're listening to that because it's not noon what time we're recording it. But more importantly, we are about to have a great show today because this is the Steelers Blitz and we always do it how we do it. Whether we simulcasting on Fox Sports Pittsburgh or you're getting us in podcast format, we are going to talk that content. And you're hearing that voice, Arthur Most. You're hearing the other voice, Wesley Euler. One has a decade of NFL experience, the other an immaculate head of hair but the one thing that you're gonna need to know is we're interactive typically but today isn't typical so if you have any questions if you have any feedback or any comments that you come up with as you know this show takes place hit us up on the twitter.com whatever time that may be at dubody 52 dubody and at wesley euler the good hair and speaking of my good haired virtual colleague today, how are we living on your side of town, baby? Fantastic, Arthur Motes. I finally, after putting it off for weeks, uh, got the good hair cut, as you can see here on this Zoom I call. I beat you, yes. man. It's a, little short. Yeah. It's, a little, it's, a little, it's a little short, but that's okay. That's a good thing about hair is it grows back, right? Um, that's what they say sometimes. And I also said, like, I, I'd been putting off getting a haircut for like three or four weeks. It was way too long. It was way too unruly. And so I said to Michelle, you know, Michelle, shout out Michelle, who's been cutting my hair this this last year or so. Um, if you go a little short, I won't be upset because I'm just it's 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 I'm tired of it. I'm tired of dealing with it. So if you go a little short, it's, it's that's long right. overdue, long overdue. No worries. So, uh, so, yes, we're doing well in this uh, kind of into our off season type programming. Now, it was weird, you know, not seeing you and not seeing Wolf and talking to Max and everything. Kind of that normal schedule that we're into from July through and January. It, 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 it used to bumping in each other, you know, in the hallways and stuff that's like it. that. It just felt, it. felt real light, felt real light going in here. But fortunately, I still see your beautiful face here. We're still going to stay in touch. We're still doing two shows a week. We haven't skipped a beat. I'm just, uh, you know, at home with my sweatpants on and my dog is sitting right here at my feet. And so, you know, it's the oh, nice. Oh, man, uh, I, thought you, I nice... thought you were actually, I thought you were actually business, you know, because you, you, you were buttoned up up top. You had the polo shirt. I thought it was a little tie action. So you telling me that you actually just pump faking me right now. You got to be like the, like, the, like the anchor who sits at the desk with the full suit and tie, but then has the gym shorts on underneath. Seriously, it, man. Um, but yeah, yeah, man, it's uh, it's good. Life is good. I love I'm digging this, uh, you know, this work from home type thing that we do uh, the majority of this time of year because uh. And I tell you what, a lot of my buddies who are accountants and things like that, you know, 
work in business, work in finance. They get to do this work from home thing like four or five days a week. All right. Jeez. Uh, we get to do it for like a couple months. So it's uh, it's not too shabby. I'm not going to lie. No, without a doubt, man. But uh, speaking of not too shabby, um, we did have the creme de la creme of post-collegiate season football games being the almighty senior bowl. Shout out to the Reese's Senior Bowl. Might I add, Reese's phenomenal, phenomenal candy. Okay, but um, they were celebrating their, uh, I believe, it was seventy fourth annual or seventy fourth annual Senior Bowl game, which is crazy when you think about just the uh, historic value with that and all the different players that have come through there. A lot of Pittsburgh Steelers, might I add, man. But um, you know, just a uh, a real proven ground when you're talking about the who's who's typically you know coming out on the uh on the collegiate circuit, man, from a prospect standpoint. And obviously with the game taking place this weekend, we know that we are one of those teams that are uh, in the market for multiple positions. Yes. And that is the beautiful vein, you know, at least for guys like us who are in the content industry during this time of year. You know, when you have the roster where everything is pretty much ironclad and there is no position where there's any type of parity, you know who the starter is, you know who the backup is, senior bowl doesn't matter. East-West Shrine game doesn't matter as much, right? But when you're talking about a team like us, who we are still in the middle of a um, a little bit of an overhaul, right? From the Big Ben, Killer B era to where we currently are now with Kenny Pickett and whoever else might be coming into the building. When we think about that dynamic now, I look at these games, these senior bowls, and I say to myself, well, all right. In times like this, man, we really need to look here and see who can help us, who stands out, right? Whether we're talking inside linebackers, because obviously we saw everything that took place at that position this year, both the start of it, the middle part of it, and then how we got at the end. Think about the quarterback position. We used three different quarterbacks this year. So regardless of if we're focused on starter or depth, we know that you're going to need assets in that position. You're going to need quality players in that position. Whether we're talking offensive line, that's another position group, right, that has been talked about in terms of do we overhaul it, what positions need to be either have competition brought in or however we want to phrase that. And then the same can be said with the defensive line, right? Cam Hayward, Larry Ogunjobi, contracts, age, production, where's the youth? So when you think about all those different narratives, man, a game like the Senior Bowl – you know, it does matter a little bit more for us. And like I said, for me, I could be the weirdo in this. And this is why I always love these combos because I get to bounce it off your head. I'd be like, hey, am I a weirdo for being excited about watching the Senior Bowl, even though it's just a Senior Bowl? And we know all the things aren't, you know, it's not the full go of a regular season game for those collegiate guys. But in the sense of some of the evaluation, I got excited about it. You know, is that something that a fan would do too? Uh, 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 take take off the media analyst. I, I need to talk to just just okay, you, just the fan. You no, know, if you was at, if, if this was WVU, yeah, let me let me get WVU. I don't I don't want the media guy right now. Let me get WVU. I just need to know. Yeah, no, I I think it absolutely is. For we could try and unearth the history of it, but for whatever reason, with football, we care much more about the next wave that's coming through for our teams than in any other sport. We care about the draft process more, the scouting process. I mean. Does anybody watch 
the NBA combine. I mean, I know some people do, but it's not nearly Man, like the NFL combine. That right? is great because, yeah, it goes on, but literally nobody watched. I know, Arthur Motes, there's a NHL combine every year in Buffalo. Yeah. I, I, I've yeah. never watched it once, and I love hockey. Uh, hey, look, <laughs> you know, I love hockey. Light. I've never, I've never watched the light. NHL combine. <laughs> um, there are jobs and careers that are built in football just over the next two or three months. From this Very draft, true. from this draft process, combine pro days, NFL draft. Think of the Schefters. Think of the McShays. Or I mean, and, and the mm. lists go on and on. I mean, think about it. McShay, McShay made the jump. You know, he was able to do or not, uh, not McShay, uh, Mike Mayock. Excuse me on that. Mike he was Mayock, able to make yes, one of yes, the, yes. My, Yeah, he was able to make the jump from like you talk about just this side to of a it. front office job, the yeah. analyst side of it to a front office, absolutely because of the av- ability to. Uh, scout and break down prospects you know anticipate where they could go the market for those players i mean it is unique in that vein man yeah and it's 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 a huge lifeblood of the league and uh you know i think you and i talk about all the time how the reaction to everything that happens in football is so palpable so tangible because your team plays only 17 games a season you know every game matters Every yep. game matters so much. Every off season, every draft, every free agency, all these things feel like they matter. So, no, I don't think you're crazy. And again, to, but in fact, like this, this is what the NFL has built over the last 15 years, 20 years. I mean, it's it's the regular season and the playoffs and the Super Bowl, but it's everything else that comes afterwards too that feel like huge events. Um, and the Senior Bowl is kind of the start of that. I think it really peaks obviously with the Combine and the NFL Draft. Um, but the senior bowl is kind of the start of, okay, we're getting to the very end of the playoffs here, you know, just a couple games left or one game now, as you and I sit here today. And the final part of this too, is just, you and I are both sports calendar guys. We like, yeah. we, we like the sports calendar. Hey, look, we look, like the we're, 12 we're, months. We're kind of forced into it though. All right. We are. It's been kind of, are, it's sure. been kind of forced, but we enjoy it too. We definitely and enjoy by, it. And make no mistake about it. By April, by the time the NFL draft gets here, you and I will be banging our heads off our desks. Like, all right, come on, man. I'm tired of this. Just give me some football. Just give me some practice. I don't can care I get if it's some in shorts. Can I, I see can, some I get, can I get some football in shorts? I don't care. I'm just tired of talking <laughs> prospects and age. But we're at the point now where we've barely done it. We're just starting to scratch the surface. Oh, we haven't done this in, in nine, ten months. This right. is fun. I'm ready for this. Uh, so I, I'm with you. I'm excited. And I think when you consider, too, um, it's a big, it's a huge offseason for the Pittsburgh Steelers, obviously. They're all big for every team. That can be cliched to an extent to say. But, you know, last year kind of really felt like the start of, you know, you've just had so much happen in terms of Ben Roethlisberger Uh retiring, Kevin Colbert retiring. um, Now a new offensive coordinator coming into the fold. It's, you know, kind of you're starting to really get into the Omar Khan and Andy Weidel regime now, and they've had full calendars to work on all these things. So it's exciting from the Steelers standpoint for, for a lot of different reasons. I'm sure if the Steelers were getting ready to play the Niners on Sunday, well, I mean, we we might be out in Vegas right now doing shows or something say, like that. Honestly, look, I, I don't I don't think we'll be virtual. First off, okay, no, we, we would not. Be virtual. We would not. All we'd right. probably be in Vegas on okay. Radio Row right now. Actually, hey, look, look, if, if we probably wouldn't be feel, but... we probably wouldn't be feeling as good as we're feeling right now either. We, that we, we too. Put that caveat that too, in there, okay? Yes, because yeah. it would be much earlier in the morning, and uh, and we would probably be uh, you, know, you know on much less sleep and after a night yeah, out yeah. and things of those nature. But. Yeah. Because we like to walk, you know, we, we, we walk at night. A lot of, you get a lot of steps in, it just wears you yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, it's less traffic that way, less traffic. 
<laughs> you know, I'm sure on Niners Nation Radio or whatever they have out there this week, they're not talking about who are your favorite prospects at the Senior Bowl, um, but only a couple teams are fortunate enough to still be playing, to still be focused on this yeah. season. For the rest of us, it's time to turn the page. And so I'm with you. I'm, uh, again, by April, I'll be sick of it, but I'm excited to start talking Senior Bowl, Combine, Pro Days, Draft, all that. It's it's a new, exciting page of the calendar, month of the calendar here. Hey, look, I would agree with you because I was going to say, if we don't talk Senior Bowl, you know I would have to go back to good old Taylor Swift who won another Grammy. I don't know if you know this, y'all, right? Just, just record-breaking, all right? I'm just saying, she's one of those ones, okay? She's won another oh, Grammy, okay? So I'm man. glad. I'm, I'm actually glad that we could talk Senior Bowl. I, I was just going to you you leave it. the re- You're going to leave the return of Tracy Chapman just hanging out there? I mean, come on. Hey, look, look. You, you saw me. You saw how I was doing it. I was like, I'm going to bait him. Let me see if he's really going to go with this Senior Bowl. If he doesn't, we are going right to Taylor Swift because – I don't know if you know this, but when she's in attendance at Chiefs games, the Chiefs win. Okay. Did you did you know that when she's in attendance, Travis Kelsey's numbers are up? Did you know that? I didn't know if you knew that. Okay. That's one of the things. Okay. Lord. Her favorite number is 13. You know what Super Bowl 58 represents? Five plus eight, 13. Okay. Did you know the Super Bowl? Can you it's played? Did you know Super Bowl is played on the 11th? February 11th, plus her and Travis Kelsey, that's two people. Two plus 11 is 13. They're playing against the 49ers, Wes. Four plus nine, Wes, it equals 13. It's the one seed versus the three seed, Wes. One and three. You know what that equals, Wes? 13. Okay? Okay? And guess how many wins the Chiefs have in 2023 when Travis Kelsey is playing? Guess how many they got, Wes? Just guess, Wes. Just guess. 13. It's 13. The answer is 13. Okay. So if you didn't want to talk senior bowl, we could talk about this number 13. Okay. We could talk about it. See, you <laughs> baited me. You baited me with the Grammys there, which you know is like the one award show and thing that I really actually care about. Yeah. And then you just you you dangled it out there and you pulled the rug out from right underneath me. I mean, can you believe that Taylor Swift didn't mention Travis Kelsey in her Grammy I'm speech? Just saying, I mean, what are we doing? She became the first artist to win. Grammy album of the year four times. Not four times. one, not two, not four. She's like LeBron in the heat. Not one, not two. Not... You see what I'm saying? That was her 13th and 14th Grammy. And she got the album dropping for all the Swifties out there. Y'all stay tuned. We might get a Travis Kelsey feature. Oh, Lord. Or, J- or a Jason Kelsey feature. Somebody should get featured up there. I'm just saying. Okay. I didn't. Just I didn't actually. Didn't I should have gone. I should have gone back and looked from yesterday because you know Monday of Super Bowl week is like the big media availability day before they kind of mm-hmm. lock everything down. And uh-huh. uh, I, uh, I should have gone back. Did anybody? I didn't see <laughs> anything about it on Twitter, so I guess not. But did anybody ask Travis Kelsey about 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 T Swizzle? They must not have because I didn't see anything. Oh yeah, they did. Yeah, he he, he talked about how oh. it's going to be up to. He, it's up to him to, to, you know, hold up his end of the bargain. He has to bring a championship home. That's right, because he and said they, she they won a Grammy, super- so I've got it. Yeah. yeah, they're in their Super Bowl eras. That's what he called. Yeah. So real, so real quick, real quick. We're in our, we're in our virtual era. We are. Mm-hmm. You and I are in our virtual era, and it's a good thing because I mean, I've never wanted to smack you because you would, you know, you could end me with one arm. But I mean, I'd be real tempted lately. I, no. <laughs> um. <laughs> Wait, now I'm laughing. I totally forget what I was just going to ask you. Something about Taylor mm. Swift and the Super Bowl and Monday media availability. I don't know. It wasn't important. It was goofy, shiny uh, silver object, Grammys. No worries. 
no worries, I'll, I'll, man. As soon as we go to break, I'll think of it. Hey, look, no worries. You know what? Because you got me of that, off my game. I'm proud of you. You're doing. Hey, that's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. So you know what? We are going to go to break right quick, okay? But when we come back, we are going to dive into some of these prospects from the Senior Bowl that did stand out and who we as Steelers Nation should be having a little bit more of an eye on. But don't touch that. Dallas, Arthur Moson is Wesley, and this is Steelers Nation Radio. Simon Castle on Fox Sports Pittsburgh. The most Wesley Euler back for the second segment. Steelers Nation Radio. Simon Caston on Fox Sports Pittsburgh. And of course, this is the Steelers Blitz. Thank goodness Wesley got all that Taylor Swift out of his system. Because man, oh man, I was actually tired of talking about that. So now that yeah, we get I'm a chance sure to <laughs> now that we get a chance to get back to this football. Jeez, Louise. Can't take Wes anywhere, ladies and gents. You let him go virtual, he started losing his mob Tay Tay. Okay. So now that we can get back to the football, okay? There was some quarterback action going on um, in the senior bowl, and obviously I figured we would talk about that first because that is kind of the lightning rod position on our team right now. We know Kenny Pickett is the big name. That's the guy that, you know, we drafted in the first round two years ago, and more importantly, the guy who coached Tomlin uh, went on record saying was going to be QB1 and get the first uh, crack at that position this offseason. We also had Mr. Rooney, Steelers president, also, you know, say similar things as well. And then uh, we even had Arthur Smith also mention good old Kenny Pickett. And we will hear from Arthur Smith later today. Um, he had a chance to sit down with Missy Matthews. So we're going to get a chance to hear that audio. You don't want to miss that one. But more importantly, we understand that also just in today's NFL, where you have a salary cap, where you have contracts that expire, Mason Rudolph is also a potential free agent. So there isn't a guarantee that we are able to re-sign him. So with all of those things in context, you still you know, are going to have a certain level of interest and intrigue with these quarterbacks that were at the senior bowl. And to start off, you know, naming the guys that did actually play in the game, because Multiple quarterbacks were down there for the practices, but they didn't actually play in the game. And I want to just, you know, speak specifically to what took place in the game, because that's what, you know, I watched. Obviously, we know the practice definitely has its place and we can talk the difference of importance, right, between the practices and the games and why it is what it is. But um, to start it off, though, um, some of the names of the guys that did play, Spencer Rattler, obviously was at or, uh, Oklahoma to start it off, transferred to South Carolina these past two years, Joe Milton the third quarterback out of Tennessee, Michael Pratt from Tulane. They also had Bradley Carter from South Alabama. He played a little bit at the end. Then uh, Bo Nix from Oregon. And Sam Hartman, Notre Dame, formerly of Wake Forest as well. So with that being the case, <clears throat> those were the guys that actually played in the game. The other quarterback that was actually down there that took place in the practices but didn't actually play was Michael Penix um, from Washington as well, formerly from Indiana. So with that being the case, though, before we deep dive, I guess, into some of these players, once again, the big, or not even once again, but just to clarify 
why we don't hold the guys that didn't play in the game as a negative versus some of the guys that did. You have to think of it like this. This is a big evaluation, right? Big, massive job evaluation. Now, it's not in the context of a one day, one time, this is it, end all, be all. No, it's a accumulation. You have your senior season or your final season that you played the whole year. Then you have your bowl game. Then you have your all-star game. Then from there, you're going to have your combine. Then after your combine, you're going to have your pro day. Then you're going to have private individual workouts slash meetings. And then that's when they make a decision about if they're going to hire you or not. So when you think about all of those different checkpoints, it's very important to minimize the amount of exposure to negativity for certain players. So if you're a guy that, you know, for Michael Penix, for example, since he didn't play in the game, you think about where he's coming in at. He's one of the top rated quarterbacks, not the number one guy, but one of the top three to five quarterbacks as a consensus. So for him, the practice matters because these scouts, the GMs, they're there for the practices every day and they want to see you execute the concept. They want to see you work specific drills and you can learn a little bit more in a, in a drill situation sometimes than you can in an actual game setting. And what I mean is if I'm trying to figure out can Wes throw a seven route or excuse me, can he throw a corner route or a post route? Okay. If I'm watching him do it in the game, he might do it one time, but it could have been a blown coverage. Does that mean that he can legit put that ball on a rope every single time? Does that mean that if it's Tampa two and it's a middle runner, he can put that ball over that guy, but shallow from the safeties? It's hard to tell it all the time. So with the drill working in practice, you can overemphasize certain things like that and get just reps in those particular spaces. So for certain quarterbacks or certain players, it makes sense to show that. But at the same time, understanding that, hey, playing in this game, it's just a lot more variables. The playbook is different. The personnel I'm working with is different. The rotation is different also. And there's just sometimes a higher probability that you could look not your best or potentially get hurt also. So that's why we don't hold it against the guys who don't play in the game. But for the guys that did, we do evaluate them. And I thought, man, the guy that stood out to me the most was Spencer Rattler. Um you know, you talk about just a guy having a clean operation, clean drives, started out the game, you know, open the drive, making the routine throws. And that's stuff that with older quarterbacks or quarterbacks that we've had in the past, we never really emphasized the routine throws. We just took it for granted. But we've seen now since Ben Roethlisberger that that's not always something that you can just hang your hat on. So when you see quarterbacks that can make your routine throws to the running backs in the flat, can make your routine throws in terms of good ball placement on screen passes, can put the ball where it needs to be on ins and outs. That's something that, you know, to me, I do acknowledge. And I thought that he did a good job of that. But then I also liked the aggressiveness on the vertical, throwing a touchdown pass, stretching the field, because that's an added element that we've criticized Kenny Pickett for. And then we praised Mason Rudolph for doing it also so that was kind of the thought process in the sense of yeah we need to make sure that we got a guy or, or if i'm looking at these dudes who can give us that element mm -hmm. and i definitely thought that spencer rattler was one of those guys you know from my perspective that kind of jumped off with that from my arm standpoint the other guy would have been the big athlete joe milton i was gonna say right? I, had a, I had a feeling that was gonna be the other one i love joe He's milton kid, man bro it's insane. You 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 see why they, you know, are excited about a player like him. 
I get the Anthony Richardson comparisons. I think those are extremely accurate just because you have almost identical scenarios. Big, strong arm athletes at quarterback have all the intangibles, can do all the, you know, emphasizing coloring outside the lines. But then at the same time, you can also see why he is who he is as well. The two interceptions, you know, bad reads, bad decisions, then just the low floor from a technical standpoint, right? And that's why you get some of these wild misses or even routine throws that should be more consistent being a miss also. You know, I think all of that kind of plays into Joe Milton, but those two dudes to me, man, definitely, you know, caught my eye and respect the Bo Nicks as well. Definitely thought that, you know, he was, he was just, he didn't play a lot, but he was clean also. Well, that's a lot. That's a lot there, Professor Motes. Man, you know, um, I just want a little quick in and out. Yeah. Well, sure. Well, I also know you just, you know, you know, you wanted to start with the quarterbacks because you just, you got nothing but love for the offensive side of the football and particularly that quarterback position. I know those are the prom kings to, to you and yours. So I get it. I understand it. Um, Spencer Rattler and Joe Milton. I mean, we are spoiler alert, folks. All right. I'm going to tell you right now on Tuesday, February 6th, we're going to talk a lot about quarterbacks in the next couple months. Um, because one, I think we still enjoy that because we relatively haven't done a ton of that See, over the last couple of decades. Not, we got to do it uh-huh. two years ago, leading up in the Kenny Pickett and the and the Malik Willis, and will the Steelers take one of these two? And how do they feel about these two guys? And they had just signed Mitch Trubisky, right? But then last year was another kind of big quarterback class, but we didn't really talk about it at all because we knew there was no chance the Steelers were taking one. Now we're yeah. kind of back to the unknown. I think most of us think that the Steelers could take a quarterback not with the 20th overall pick um, but this is a and very intriguing quarterback class once again I mean you've got the three high-end guys that are going to be top five picks maybe even the first three picks right hey, look it's and, quarterbacks man you know the quarterbacks got to go it's early quarterbacks. you can't Caleb make a quarterback Williams, wait Caleb Williams quarterbacks Drake aren't allowed May, to wait man Jaden Daniels the Heisman Trophy winner from LSU I mean those three are going to be talked about at nauseum we're going to talk about them. you're going to talk about them we, we joke about them being prom kings they are really the prom kings okay yes it's times but, like now where you see it <laughs> but th- but then think about that too right like your second wave of guys in this are Michael Penix and Bo Nix like who in a mm-hmm. lot of years would be in that top conversation very and true. Beh- and then behind them, guys like Spencer Rattler and Joe Milton. I mean, there are man. I mean, think a, about it. Spencer Rattler. There was a time where he was viewed as opposed to being a number one overall prospect. Man, the guy like when he yeah. went to Oklahoma, right on the tail of that run, right of like Baker Mayfield. It, he Kyler was supposed Murray. to be Caleb Williams. The way that they talk about Caleb Baker Williams, Mayfield, that was supposed Kyler to be Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts. Like he was the next yep. one, and he lost his job to freshman Caleb Williams. And then transfer Everybody to went South crazy. Carolina. Right. Everyone was like, yo, this is the freshman ticket spot. He's like, well, is, this is this is Caleb Williams. Oh, I, I guess it's insane. not that bad. Now that I'm saying that out loud and everybody knows how I feel about the University yeah. of Oklahoma and what they've done yeah. to my Mountaineers on the football field. Yeah, it's real. It's real over quarterbacks, there. Like they all, all they had, they had like all five of those guys within like a six, seven yeah. year span. Baker yeah. Mayfield, it's, it's Tyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, Spencer Rattler, mm-hmm. Caleb Williams. Like, holy cow. Yeah, it's a reason. And Spencer Rattler went to South Carolina, and I don't want to say he got forgotten about, but it he he lost some of the hype and some of the promise yeah. that he came into college with, I think. But he is still a guy that has a lot of talent. 
Joe Milton kind of the same way. Like, he had a very up-and-down career at Tennessee. He mm -hmm. had times where you would just – you could put on a probably a 5-10 minute highlight video of Joe Milton's from Tennessee and some of the stuff he did against SEC defenses, and you would say, Insane. that dude's a – say, that dude's a top-10 yeah. pick. But Easily. then you then you'd play his low lights clip, right? <laughs> and and then you'd be like, oh, now I understand why. Uh, so and that hey, look, again, you're literally watching. I mean, you're saying, how is this the same player? Like, and, how is this the same guy? And then Sam Hartman as well, too. Who? Yeah, he struggled a little bit, man. I mean, he played he played against Kenny Pickett in the ACC championship game. That feels yeah. like a life. That feels like a lifetime ago when he was at Wake Forest. Well, they, they were Notre clamoring Dame. about his uh his his age. He's in the uh, the beard. He had like the yeah. full grown man beard going over there, man. He does. Yeah. He does. And and so again, like there is everything in this quarterback class: different age yeah. groups, different styles, different strengths and weaknesses. Uh, so it's going to be a lot of fun to talk about. But I I I think that was a good place where you started because the top guys are the top guys, and we'll have plenty of time to talk about them. And they weren't at the Senior Bowl anyways. Yeah. Uh, and then you had Penix and Knicks, who I think are also, they're kind of on the tail end of that top three conversation, right. certainly. Yeah, they're, they're back into the first, back into the first. Um, yeah. But, there, man, there are a lot of quarterbacks. Like, typically it feels like you see the top guys go, and then there's a big lull on quarterbacks. Yeah. This year, man, like, there, that day two, uh, uh, that day two quarterback. I was going to say, you got to get some action, man. Going to be, because you could have four or five guys in the, go in the first round, and you can mm -hmm. still have Rattler and Milton and and Hartman yeah. and, and who knows maybe Penix and look, falls to the second round. And, or and, that, like that. and that doesn't even talk about a Jordan Travis who's injured. You know that's another guy who's going to get drafted third, that's, fourth that's round another, just because they're taking a flyer on him. Yeah, that's another great. You the know what we Pratt, saw with, uh, with Hendon Hooker. Hooker. Like yeah. So this is man. This is a this is a quarterback class for a lot of reasons. It's got the high end yeah. talent. It's got the mid range talent. It's got the day two talent. Um, but I think Spencer Rattler and Joe Milton, uh, again, was a good place to start because those feel like the two who have the most potential vertical mobility. Caleb Williams is going toward one, two, three in the draft. Drake, Drake May, May is going one, two, three two, in the three. draft. Yeah. Daniels is going to be a top five pick. Like, yeah. But then after that, it starts to get a little, you know, what happens. Um, I, like, I'm, you, I'm excited to talk. Or did this guy get drafted where he's supposed to? Because if he doesn't, then all this other board gets yeah. But right. they're those guys. They're definitely I'm, guys. I'm excited to talk about this quarterback class with you. You know, again over the next couple months, I really am because uh because I I, I think like like I said that there's a lot of meat on that bone, as Coach T would say. Yeah, and I mean when you think about it, also this was the first stage of their evaluation, or excuse me, the second stage of their evaluation, but yeah, the first yeah. stage of their post season evaluation. Can you come to a senior bowl setting? Can you execute the concepts in practice? If you're playing in the game, can you take those concepts and lead your team when you're out there? And I thought Spencer Riley did the best job of just ultimately leading his guys, mm -hmm. you know? But it's going to be interesting to see. It's going to definitely be interesting to see, though, how those guys respond uh, at their next evaluation, which will be the uh, combine, you know, taking place in a couple of weeks. Right around the corner. Hey, hey, hey. Who doesn't love the underwear Olympics, baby? But uh, when we get back, man, we are going to continue talking about this uh, senior bowl because, like we said, there are multiple positions that we have our eyes on. So don't touch that Dallas, Arthur Moss, and Wesley Euler. And this is the Stills Blitz on Stills Nation Radio, Simon Castle on Fox Sports Pittsburgh.
Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler back for the final segment, final segment, excuse me, of today's top hour show. Because like I said, man, when we do this thing, we're going to have some fun. That's mandatory. But as we were continuing to have our conversation about Senior Bowl. And more importantly, we're talking about some of the quarterbacks that played in the game and just, you know, how we evaluated them, how we feel like they could potentially come into the picture. We did feel good about that. But um, taking it to the other side of the ball, there were a couple of linebackers, man, that I thought, you know, really stood out, were really kind of impressive to me because when we're thinking about that position as well, we know what our current situation is. Landon Roberts, that's more of our thumper, but he's probably the most healthy of the group mm-hmm. then from there in terms of the starters or the guys that we deemed starters earlier on in the season cole holcomb we know he's going to be recovering from a knee injury that he sustained midway through the year so we don't know what that means for his off-season availability but probably not a huge role in otas when we talk quan alexander we know he's recovering from an achilles injury that was also late in the year along with him being a free agent mm-hmm. So a lot of uncertainty surrounding that. We go down the list of Blake Martinez, uh, Jalen Smith, right? All these guys, uh, Miles Jack, Miles Jack. All three of those guys we signed at the end of the year. All three of those guys friend, had to come in and the, play. Of the show, Miles Jack. Shout out to Miles Jack. Absolutely, absolutely. But with all three of those guys, they're also going to be unrestricted free agents. So when we're looking at the current crop of healthy or just available, you're also thinking Michael Walker, who we saw at the end of the year. Um, to varying degrees, right? Sometimes he looked productive. Other times he kind of struggled out there. And uh, some of the things could be said about Mark Robinson. So with that being the case, yeah, it definitely had my uh, interest being in these inside linebackers to just see, man, who are the athletes, who are the productive players out there? And I thought, like I said, a couple of guys jumped off to me, man. I thought the best of the group from the game when I was watching was Nathaniel Watson, um, the inside linebacker from Mississippi State. Thought that he played with really good size, about 6'2", 244. It actually surprised me that he measured in at that size at the uh, senior ball. I thought he was a little bit smaller. But he gave me a Jeremiah Owusu-Koromora type vibe, man. We were just talking about him playing in space, very athletic. Thought he had really good instincts as well. And um, just based off of what he's done, you know, from a full season standpoint, SEC Defensive Player of the Year, led his team in tackles, sacks, and um, ended up with about seven uh, QB hits and TFLs as well, man. But, you know, seeing a player like that, I definitely was impressed with it. He had me over here saying to myself, after watching this scene, well, now I need to go watch a full, you know, some Mississippi State regular season games because I want to know more about this kid, man. But I definitely thought he was one of the first guys to kind of jump off the screen to me. Um, another linebacker, man, that I thought also was really productive out there was Cedric Gray. Out of uh, UNC, shout out to North Carolina, the Tar Heels. Another cat, though, 6'1", 232. I always say that the new wave of inside linebackers is a little bit on a lighter side. But once again, Matt, I thought he was very productive in the game, both for against the run and the pass. So I'm making some plays in Tampa, too, which we know here in Pittsburgh, we run a lot of Tampa, too. Yes, we do. Okay? Yes, we do. But he was one of those guys, man, that I thought just looked really comfortable out there. And I could see, you know, potentially us having some interest in him. And then um, the, uh, I believe it was two other guys, if I remember correctly, man, I wanted to make sure I shout their names out as well. The uh, 
actually, no, it's one other guy, uh, Jackson Sermon, uh, Alec Adekau, inside linebacker from over there, 6'2", 235, coach's son type of guy also, man. His father was the defensive coordinator at Cal, but he was another one of those guys, very productive against the run. So to me, he kind of put me in mind of more of a Cole Holcomb type. I think he's more comfortable in the box, but you can still see him having range to play in space. He made a couple of tackles in space as well. And like I said, really gave me that Cole Holcomb vibe, just watching him, how he moved and stuff like that. But I thought that those three players from an inside linebacker standpoint in this game specifically, mm-hmm. like I said, man, I thought there were some of those guys I was like, yo, all right. I think y'all are going to be you know, worth a little bit more looking into. Yeah, yeah. So two of those two of those guys that you named, um, I'm hip to, if you will. Maybe that's and the best, talk, maybe that's that the best talk. way to put it. And you and I, I know at some point we'll talk centers, right? I mean, whether that's soon, mm-hmm. whether that's not until closer to the combine. At some point, we're going to talk centers. Everybody's going to talk centers. A lot of people already are. Mm-hmm. And when we do that, I'm going to talk about how I think the position of need there fills very nicely with what's available in this class for the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Like the Steelers need to draft a center. There's mm-hmm. guys you could take at 20. There's guys you could take at 51. There's guys you could take in the third or fourth round. I think that position of need and what's available in this draft class meshes well with the Steelers. I think the same thing about these off-ball linebackers, yeah. Motsi. Uh, maybe not necessarily in terms of the high-end guy that I would take at 20th overall, but in terms of day two picks and even early day three picks, I think there's a lot of guys to like in this class. I love Cedric Gray out of North Carolina. Um, now leading up to WVU playing North Carolina, I, I, I watched, right. I watched some tape on them. Now he ended up not playing in the bowl game, which I was kind of bummed about, but I also understood it's a, it's a Wednesday night bowl game in the middle of the holiday season. It's not the college football playoff or anything. And his just what he meant to that defense was staggering. Like there was some Luke Keekley vibes, honestly, to mm-hmm. him. Like now you talking. Now you talking. Laying at a school. And and I don't know if he has the absolute ceiling that Keekley did, but I think you people get what I'm saying, where you yeah. watch that defense play and he was the guy. Like unquestioned. Mm-hmm. If 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 he was playing well and having a game, their defense did a good job. If he wasn't having his best or was struggling a little bit, their defense yep. was struggling. Like he was clearly the most talented guy on that defense. He was clearly the leader of that defense. He was clearly the most important piece on that defense. Like Keekley was at Boston College, and I don't want to dump on Boston College, but we know that no one thinks of Boston oh, College. He's about to football, dump on Boston right? College. I mean, they're a hockey, they're a hockey powerhouse. They were a basketball powerhouse for a long I, I, time. I, what, what Boston College ever do to you? Huh? Flutie, it's Boston been a long College time since Flutie, you? all right? I'm just saying, it's been a long Jeez, time since Flutie, um, but you would watch them play and Keekley just look different than everyone else on that defense. And that's yeah, kind of how true. that's kind of how Cedric Gray is at North Carolina. Two years ago, Motsi, 144 tackles. This year, 120. Ultra productive, man. 121 tackles. And then you the splash numbers are there too from his last two seasons, as you mentioned. Ultra productive. A uh, little bit smaller, like you said. Um, but that's again, the new wave, I, though, man. They like that now. That's the new wave. You know? And Fits nicely next to maybe the Cole Holcomb and the Landon Roberts types as well, too. Yeah, but I will also say this, man. Um, even though he is a lighter player, I did feel that in the senior bowl. Like I said, I have to go back and watch, you know, actual regular season, you know, multiple regular season games exclusively watching him. But I did feel that he was still strong enough and had adequate enough technique that he was able to stack, you know, shock and lock against some of those uh interior lineman coming up against him in the run game but obviously you know 
he stood out the most when you're just talking about being able to run, see the ball, get to the ball. That's his game. But I did feel like he had that added element that he could, you know, get up under if he needs to. But like I said, man, definitely go back and watch more of him now because, yeah, he, he was impressive. He was impressive right there. And, and it's, I, I, should I watch the West Virginia game? Is that what you're telling me? Well, not to watch him. I mean, if you want to watch an explosive West Virginia offense, just basically score at will without oh, okay, him out okay. there and see what okay, he meant to okay, that okay. defense. Right? <laughs> but unfortunately, you know what I mean? unfortunately, he was in street clothes, so uh, I don't think you'll deduce much about his NFL future from that one. I'll be like, but, man, be like, yo, West Virginia looked great this week, if you man. Want to go back, if you want to go back and watch the Duke's Mayo Bowl, all right, you just, you, just you, go, you, go, you go right ahead and make sure you stay that for WVU funny, head coach getting, getting Mayo dumped on him at the end. Uh, the other guy's Nathaniel Watson, and he just one. I think it's hard to stand out in the SEC. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you just look every year. Ain't that the truth? And most of the guys that do play for Georgia, play for Bama, play for LSU. You know, again, I don't want like I root for WVU. All right, we ain't some superpower, so that's why I know all these things and can say these things about Boston College and North Carolina, and Mississippi State. Mississippi State is a nice program. And if you look, I mean, they produce a lot of good NFL players, particularly on the defensive side of the football, right? Um, but they also don't populate the all-SEC lists in the individual awards and things like that. Again, just as much as the Georgias and the Bamas and the LSUs and, you know, maybe even like the the, the Florida or uh, the Floridas yeah. of the world, you know, and programs like that. Uh, Nathaniel Watson, for the accolades and the accomplishments that he had in the SEC for him to stand out and be mentioned and be recognized like he was in a conference like that, that has so many NFL talents and first round talents and high draft pick, high pedigree guys all over rosters. Uh, he is one of those guys that again, like if he's sitting there on day two, I would be very tempted to run to the podium and draft a guy like this because I think he fits nicely again right now with with yeah. what you have you don't need him to be the guy right away on day one um and i think there's man i think there's a lot of potential a lot of upside there too uh with nathaniel watson athletic guy ideal body frame proven production uh yeah. in the sec there's there's a lot to like there no 100 percent, man like i said and that was one of the big reasons why when i saw him i was like okay i like this dude right here man i like him because this is you know, when you're looking at that prototypical linebacker, you want a guy that has the framework that can, you know, hold up against the run, but also is athletic enough to be able to play with some of these space players. We're seeing these athletic tight ends. We got one of them in ourselves and Pat Fry move, but we saw, you know, the damage that could be done in the postseason. We went up against a Dalton Kincaid and a Dawson, and a, a Dalton Kincaid and a Dawson Knox and how they were able to, you know, have some success against us. So we're looking for the counter credited to those type of animals over here, right? If that's what you're looking for now, the new unicorn tight ends, well, we need to have these new mobile linebackers to combat that. And, you know, that's one of the things right there. Another guy that was at the Senior Bowl but did not play in the game that obviously is also getting a lot of hype and a lot of talk is Peyton Willis from NC State. That's the other guy. Like we talked about the same with Michael Penix. He didn't play in the game, so we, you know, not going to go crazy on him. But he was another guy that did have a lot of hype surrounding him being down there as well. And like I said, it can't hurt when you're just bringing up these type of names, man, these type of guys to the conversation. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, and again, certain years, you you look at big boards, you look at guys that are going to be available, and you think, 
I mean, there's there's not a ton there. Like last year, for example, right? We all had an inkling that the Steelers wanted to draft a tackle and and you know, like high in the draft. There wasn't a ton of middle class for tackles last year, right? It there was, was either like the, elite the or terrible or not terrible, but elite or it was a drop off. Yeah. It was either like elite or wait until day three. You know? Yeah. Um, there was like the top three or four guys. And 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 then it was, you know, it was Paris Johnson, it was Broderick Jones, it was there's somebody else who I'm forgetting now because this all happened so fast. But um it was like, okay, if you really want to tackle that's who it was. Yeah. I was like, who was it? Yeah, it was Strong. That's who it was. Um like if you want one of these guys, you better go get one. And so the Steelers, that's exactly what they did. They wanted one of those guys, they went and got one. Hurry up and buy, hurry up and buy. Come on, man. We ain't got time. Buy, buy. They moved up from 17 to 14, not a massive jump, um, but they went and they got their guy because they couldn't afford to sit around and wait. Like a couple of these positions that we're going to talk about that seem like they fit needs, off-ball linebacker feels like one, center feels like one. There's going to be at every stop, first round, second round, third round, there's going to be guys there that are mm-hmm. available that intrigue you. And that's always, that's a good problem to have. You want options. You want everything on the board. You want to be able to do BPA, best player available scenarios. And uh, I think, like I said, we're going to talk plenty more about this as we roll along, but I think center and linebacker really line up. Uh, guys like Peyton Wilson, like you mentioned. I mean, we haven't talked about Josiah Trotter yet uh, as well, too, who's a fantastic player. Jeremiah Trotter, pardon me. Josiah Trotter is his brother who's at WVU right now as a freshman. Uh, eh, there's always a Mountaineer connection, right, Mozi? Um, it's a, it's a, it's not the linebacker class that has the Devin Whites and the Devin Bushes and the top, you know, 10, 15 picks, but it's one that's got a lot of intrigue um, as this thing plays around, as this thing plays. No, no, absolutely. Absolutely. So we're going to take our break right here, man. And uh, when we come back, we'll continue on some of the senior bold topics, but we will also get ready to hear from the man, the new author in town, the one and only offensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Arthur Smith. But Whatever you do, don't touch that. Dallas Art the most. And this is Wesley Uli, and this is the Steelers Blitz. Simulcasted on Steelers Nation Radio and Fox Sports Pittsburgh. You've spent all winter stuck inside imagining your next big home project. A bigger, brighter kitchen, a fabulous new fence, the possibility of a pool. There's so much you would do if only you could. The good news? With an ST Home Equity total line of credit, you can. We've got your back with financial flexibility, and we're here to support you with exceptional customer service. So dream as big as you want, and we'll help you bring those dreams home. At ST, it's just what we do. ST Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. 